Let Freedom Roll, Notes from a Trucker Convoy, in Sullivan, Missouri. After traveling for four days across six states, I met up with a trucker convoy last night in Big Cabin, Oklahoma. They are traveling from California to Washington, D.C., in an effort to end the continuation of the national emergency concerning the corona disease 2019, COVID-19 pandemic, and all resulting mandates. They call themselves the People's Convoy, and it is difficult to estimate its size. I used to work on small passenger vessels and took pictures of many different kinds of whales. The hardest to capture by far was a blue whale in Baja. It was so massive that to keep its entire body in the frame, the picture was mostly ocean, yet zooming in to show detail sacrificed size. I experienced a similar problem with the convoy today. Another issue in estimating its size is that the convoy is so long, other cars and trucks get mixed in on the way. Others have estimated how many are a part of this journey, and there are videos and and photos showing how large it is. It is impressive, it stretches for miles, and it takes a long time to get anywhere. Last night, I visited the truck stop where many of the convoy members were overnighting. An enterprising individual had set up two tables and was selling mostly Trump merchandise. There were speakers playing oldies and country. Dogs and kids were running around. People stood talking in groups. A man shouted, Hot chili if you're chili, and directed people to several tables where volunteers served all comers. I watched a father swaying with a sleeping baby in his arms while Georgia on my mind played. A young couple asked me if they could talk to me. They told me they were anarchists who believed in the moral philosophy of voluntarism. They were from the Ozarks and had driven down to see the convoy. While they were talking, a woman and her little daughter handed us all cards. This morning, I left before the convoy. In the 180 miles between Miami, Oklahoma and St. Rupert, Missouri, I counted 27 overpasses slash overlooks with groups of supporters waving flags and signs. There were 24 instances of people showing support on the side of the road that I counted, in addition to those on the overpasses. Some were groups of people tailgating and others were a lone person waving a flag on top of a hill. The level of support was moving. In addition, I saw 24 occupied vehicles parked next to the interstate, in open fields and on the side of roads, positioned to observe but with no overt signs of support. I parked at a Walmart in St. Rupert. Robert. There was a Ford Focus with the windows rolled down playing Lee Greenwood's God Bless the USA a trailer selling people's convoy merchandise, and throngs of people on both sides of the street waving American flags. While we waited for the convoy, a man told me, I got the shot because I was afraid they was going to take away my social security. He has lived in St. Robert his entire life, and this was the first event like this he had ever attended. He did not give me his name. I spoke with another man named Jim, a retired federal employee and veteran. He was a large man with a big beard. He told me he had never been to any kind of rally before. I asked him why he came to this one. He said, 
I'm going to get emotional and turned away. When he turned back, I watched a tear roll down his cheek as he told me that for the past two years, people delivered items to him. He continued, they didn't stop working. They were called heroes. Now they are being turned into villains. A man on a motorcycle rode by shouting that we needed to go to Lowe's. I rode with Jim. The convoy had parked on a little-used loop road behind the store and set up a stage. A trucker, a lawyer, and a candidate for Senate spoke. Then the convoy started rolling again. I counted just under a hundred big rigs and five to six times as many four-wheelers and motorcycles, plus all those on the periphery, like myself, who are following the convoy but have not joined it. I will take more counts in the coming days. Tonight, I don't have time to go into more detail about the trip or why I'm here. I don't have time to tell you about the 2,500 miles I've driven through our great country, how the plains of eastern Oregon and central Idaho were ringed by hills covered in powdered sugar snow, how those hills turned into mountains in Utah, how the snowdrifts in Wyoming were so large and long that even passing them at 80 miles an hour, they stretched out and on under a big sky. How red rock temples ringed the road in Colorado, jagged and comely. Or how snow snakes whipped across the interstate until Kansas. Then it was all sunflower stalks and sparrow flocks. How I've seen the calves nursing, the lambs bounding, and felt the promise of spring in the wind whipping from west to east. Mm-hmm.